Hey, and welcome to the Dr. Nicolia Show, where we talk about living intentionally and by design and all things related to the subconscious mind. Every other Tuesday, I release a new episode where we talk about in-depth topics to help you bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. I'm so excited that you're here joining me. Now, let's dive in and get started. Good morning and happy Tuesday. I'm excited that you guys are joining me today. I am recording from a different location as I'm traveling, but you're going to likely hear some birds outside of my window and that's what woke me up and I felt like this was a good time to share a little bit about my morning routine. So while my sound may feel a little bit off, I trust that the message is still going to serve you in the same way. So my question for you this morning is, how do you spend your mornings? How do you spend your mornings? Research says that the first 20 minutes after we wake up is when our brain is most vulnerable. And if you think about it, when you wake up, if you're anything like I was, you run to your phone or you check your emails or you check your text messages or you check your social media. And while that feels like a good thing to do, what that really tells our brain is it tells us or puts us in a state of being like hushed and rushed and annoyed and doesn't really allow us to make the most of our day. Because think about it. If you wake up and you check your email and you realize you forgot to respond to something, now you're feeling overwhelmed with how do you respond to that? What do you tell your boss? You're exhausted before the day has even begun, before your feet have even hit the floor. And so what I've learned over the years and in my own research and in my own failures, to be really honest with you, is having a strong morning routine can change the entire trajectory of your day. Not only your day, but your life. So today I want to share what my personal morning routine is not because I want to put my morning routine onto you, but because I want you to start really contemplating and thinking about what could a morning routine look like for you. And I want you to realize the value of having a morning routine. Now, there's obviously a million things that you have in your morning routine, such as getting dressed, maybe waking your kids up, brushing your teeth, driving to work, making your coffee. Those are not necessarily the things I'm addressing. I'm talking about more of like mindset shifts and intentional actions that have really set me up for success. So the first thing I do before my feet even hit the ground is I pray. To me, it's so important that I start my day off with gratitude and with intention. And so praying and thanking God for the day is something that I think is really important because there's some people that didn't wake up and I want to really acknowledge and highlight that I'm grateful for that morning, right? And actually me and my girls pray every morning together. It's become a little bit more complicated as we've all had different morning routines and different expectations in the morning, but it's definitely something that we prioritize and I love that. The next thing I do is I drink water. My aim, and this is kind of like a daily routine, like something I do throughout the day. My aim is to get that 64 ounces that they always talk about, those nutritionists always talk about. And I typically get right around that or over that. And this is important to me because it helps me to stay hydrated. It helps me to stay energized. It helps me to show up fully for you guys. Plus, it makes my skin look pretty darn good. People always ask me, like, what is my secret for my skincare routine? And while I have great skincare products and I don't, you know, look for discounted skincare products, water is like that number one go-to. It also helps for me to keep filled water bottles throughout my house. So I have one on my bedside. So when I wake up, I can drink that. I have one at the kitchen table. I have one at my desk. I have, I have them throughout the house. So I'm constantly reminding myself to go ahead and take a sip of water. The next thing I do is EFT or emotional freedom tapping. So if you're not familiar with EFT, 
I, oh my gosh, I can't even put into words how powerful this is. So EFT is an amazing, amazing tool that stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. And essentially you're tapping on meridian points throughout your body. And what it does is it helps you to work through limiting beliefs or thoughts that are coming up. And what I love about it is you can use it for anything, like you can customize it for anything coming up for you. So whenever I have intrusive thoughts or limiting beliefs, these things can be super hard to combat. So I love EFT because I have a, I have a ton of tools, right? I, I have different tools from NLP, different tools from hypnosis, and I use those as well. But EFT is great because let's say that I forget to do that and I'm pulling out of a parking lot of you know, Starbucks or something, I can pull over and I, all I need is my two fingers and to get in touch with my thoughts. It helps me to get in touch with my thoughts and then it helps me to really combat those thoughts that are limiting me. So sometimes if I'm getting ready to do something different, maybe I'm getting ready to work with a new client that day and I'm feeling like an imposter, I can tap on that, right? Uh, sometimes it's just like, you know what, I'm not feeling good today. I'm not feeling like doing anything. I can work through that. I can use EFT to balance my energy and get me feeling super high vibe. And I love EFT because it's such a great grounding practice. Okay. If you're new to EFT and you want to see what it looks like, what it feels like, what it's all about, head to my YouTube channel. Um, it's Dr. Nicolia Williams on YouTube. I have an entire playlist there where you can check out so many videos and you can binge watch it. Head there. You'll thank me later. Um, the next thing is planning, right? I'm really intentional about planning. And this is kind of something that goes hand in hand with my evening routine and my morning routine because I write my plan out the evening before, but I reflect on it and really I think through it the morning of. I've learned that if it doesn't work on paper, it doesn't work in reality. So when I'm planning my day, I build in at least a self-care activity, one self-care activity, because obviously we can't pour from an empty cup. I work in my power hour. This is like a non-negotiable time to dig in on my most pressing and exciting goals. I build in family time. I build in client time. I build in learning time. Those sort of things, because what I've learned to master is the art of being proactive and less reactive. I see it too often where it's like we have all these great intentions, but then we let the day get the best of us, right? We have to begin to be proactive in order to be able to be effective, right? And learning to be proactive and planning and being intentional about my day has probably been one of the best habits and skills that I have ever cultivated. If you are old school like me and you still use a paper planner, you can check out the show notes and there you'll find the best planner that I have ever purchased. It's the Law of Attraction Planner and it has helped me to really establish goals, grow with my goals, plan my day out. It's been life changing. So definitely check out that link. The next thing is motivation. So uh, motivation for me is something that gets me going, something that gets me energized, something that gets me thinking, something that gets my wheel spinning. I am a lifelong learner and feeding that desire of mine helps me grow and helps me to support you guys on a deeper level. The more I grow, the more I learn, the more I can give back to my podcast, for example, the more I can show up on my social media, the more I show up with my one-on-one -on -one clients because I'm continuing to grow. This is why continued education credits are so important. When I think about like my clinical degree, we had to get a certain number of continued education credits because you can't just become stagnant, right? If you're not learning, you're not growing. So every day I pick a podcast or a course module or a book or a blog or something like that to engage in. And this allows me to continue to expand my mindset and allows me to continue to learn and grow. I actually sometimes will pair that with the next step, which is moving my body. So I was diagnosed with anxiety pretty early on, like as a teenager. 
And for me, I chose the natural route because I did try medicine and that just didn't work for me. I tried two different medications. I had terrible results and obviously I could try medication and am totally not against it. I have great friends of mine who utilize medication. But for me, I've been working on being intentional about really studying like um, essential oils and for me, exercise. Um, exercise has been my savings grace. Moving your body actually helps your body to create those natural highs and natural feel goods. And these are called endorphins. So for me, I need to move my body daily. And so when I'm moving my body, a lot of times I'll kill two birds with one stone and use that as a time to do my motivation as well. So maybe I'll use my recumbent bike at home. And while I'm on my recumbent bike, I'll read. Or um, maybe I will do a brief YouTube video. And while I'm doing that YouTube video, I'm listening to a podcast instead of listening to music. This has really been a game changer for me because it, it takes away the overwhelm of all the things that I need to get done in the morning. If I'm going on a walk, I may find a YouTube video or listen to a course module, that kind of thing. But one thing that I've learned about my, my, my workouts is I used to buy into this idea that if I wasn't sweating, I wasn't working out, or if I didn't work out for at least an hour, it wasn't a real workout. And after learning my human design and learning that I don't have all those energy centers, I've learned that uh, it's okay to move my body in different ways. So sometimes it's a 22 minute YouTube video that I find. Sometimes it's a walk. Sometimes it's my little recumbent bike and I call it my lazy workout because I don't put a lot of, um, I don't put a lot of like, what's the uh, weight or um, I don't make it like a strenuous workout, so to speak. And then other times it's my crazy insanity workout that I, that I bought from Beachbody that makes me sweat. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? But I allow my body to tell me what I need. And I don't force myself to hit some arbitrary minute accumulated goal or calorie loss goal. I just allow myself to move my body in the way that feels good. And this has made a huge and noticeable difference in my overall mental health. I'm so grateful for working out. And the things that is done for me, I actually had surgery recently and had to take six weeks off. And that was really, really hard to be still for that long. And I, I realized that like, I don't give working out and moving my body enough credit. So um, that's something that I do. Also, if you're new to human design, I know I mentioned being a manifester and motor centers and energy centers and all the things, right? Um, if you're new to human design and you want to learn more about your human design specifically and how to live aligned by your design, head to my website. Um, there you can check out the Living Aligned by Design workshop. Or if you check out the show notes, there's a link for you there. Finally, um, the next thing that I do is I eat. I'm not a, a health freak. I'm not going to sit here and tell you how many calories you have to have a day, how many need to be in protein and veggies and all the things. My aunt is a health coach and she's been on me about that. But one thing I will tell you is my eating habits are not always the greatest things. Like I will eat a Cinnabon and then realize I forgot to eat lunch. And that's something I'm working on, right? I'm a work in progress. But one thing that I don't mess up and I don't negotiate with is eating every morning. I was also diagnosed with hypoglycemia and a simple way to, to explain what hypoglycemia is is that when my blood sugar is low, everyone knows I'm either super irritable or I have a likelihood of fainting. And this has actually happened to me three different times in my life and all three times it was terribly scary. One time I fainted at church, another time I fainted at a family reunion and um, another time I fainted at choir practice when I was uh, in high school. And those three times were all extremely eye-opening for me to realize the power of 
giving your body the nutrients that it's asking for, right? If you listen closely enough, your body will tell you exactly what it is that you need. Anyways, I'm sad that it took me three times to get to the point to learn this, but it doesn't, it's not going to take me four. So breakfast is now a non-negotiable for me. And breakfast is obviously and well known as the most important meal of the day. And it's known for that as a, for a good reason, right? As the name says, breakfast, breakfast or break fast breaks the overnight fasting period. So overnight, you're not eating for an extremely long period of time. So when you have breakfast, it replenishes your supply of glucose. It boosts your energy levels. It also provides you the important nutrients that you need. It kickstarts your metabolism. Um, it encourages healthier eating throughout the day. And my favorite part when I learned this, I was sold, is that it actually stimulates your brain. So you want to make sure that you eat your breakfast and you want to make sure it's a good one. Funny enough, I'm really picky about food, but I eat the same breakfast every single morning. Um, and it has been, it has worked really, really well for me. It's strawberries, it's granola, and it's almond milk. Um, I'm or, sorry, almond yogurt, almond milk yogurt. Um, and I mix those into a parfait and it has been amazing. And it definitely prevents me from snacking on a bunch of crap throughout the day that I don't really need. Plus drinking that water throughout the day also helps with that. Now, like I mentioned, there's a million other things that I could tell you that I do in the morning, such as waking my kids up, driving them where they need to go. Um, eventually, I get to the point where I do check an email, brushing my teeth, getting dressed, that sort of thing. But these are the things that have been the beginning. These have been the the small morning habits that I've cultivated that in, in turn made my day a lot more smooth. And while it may sound like a lot to start your morning routine with all of these things in place, I have worked up to this point. I started with small things and then now I've gotten to the point where there's just perfect flow. Like, you know, I, I know that I can do my motivation while I also move my body. I just flow with that and it works really, really well for me. And this is why I decided to share this with you today because I want you to begin to consider how you can begin to create your very own morning rhythm, a rhythm that works for you, your lifestyle, the things that you're being called to do in your family. Um, so definitely start to consider what does your morning routine look like and what ways is it working in your favor and in what ways is it not? What are things that you want to do more of and what are those things that you want to adjust? I want you to use this episode as an opportunity to really do some of that deep dive and that deep reflection to start making those changes because those small changes make massive differences. And these are the things that your future self will thank you for. Now, before I go, if you're looking to get started on your evening routine, I have the perfect book for you. In my book, The Devoted Dreamers, I walk you through a simple acronym that you can use to make your evening routine seamless. So head to the show notes to grab your copy or head to Amazon, type in The Devoted Dreamers, and that book is a life changer. So I'm a little bit biased, but I do love it and I've gotten great, great reviews and feedback. So check that out. Other than that, I um, just want to say thank you so much for joining me today. I trust that this was insightful, informative, and definitely got your wheel spinning, which is exactly what I wanted. Let's make today an amazing day. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Nicole show today. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I want to hear all about it. Your words and your feedback add so much value to this show. So here are three additional ways you can continue to support. First, leave a review. Your feedback helps me to show up and support you at a greater level. Two, share, share, share. 
If you loved today's episode, take a screenshot or highlight your favorite quote that stood out to you and share it on your social media account. Be sure to tag me at Nicolia Williams as well. It brings me so much joy to see you engaging and sharing all of your takeaways. Plus, every time you share with someone, it gives them a chance to also enjoy the show. Three, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. For now, that's all I have. I'll see you on the next episode of The Dr. Nicolia Show.